Tony Storm returns, Candice LeRae takes on Shotzi Blackheart, and Dexter Loomis gets an opportunity at the North American title in this week's episode of NXT. So this was a um, very forgetful episode of NXT. Um, I watched it about four hours ago, and then I had to record a few things, and I've come back, and I've just... I went from kind of liking the episode to just forgetting most of it. It was very, very forgetful, but I'm still going to try and discuss what I remembered. I will also say I've realized one issue I have with uh, with doing NXT a day after I do AEW, which is... I'm very bad about looking up spoilers, and I feel like that affected my enjoyment of a few of the matches, especially this opening match as the Undisputed Era take on Lorcan and Birch for the opportunity to face Brizongo for the NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, it starts off with good old sleazy Kyle cutting a promo. Adam Cole was not with them. They're playing up the rib injury. And I actually like this. I like this a lot more than their previous attempt at a babyface promo. This was more original Undisputed Era. Like, Kyle was still healing it up, but in a babyface way, which I know makes no sense, but it, it was what it was. Uh, so then the boys come out, Lorkin and Birch, and it was a technically sound match. It really, really was. It, it was great. But I just couldn't get into it, really. Not at all. Like, I love Lorcan and Birch. I just wish they had more of a character beyond I'm violent and or British. Which is weird because Lorcan isn't even British and yet their Titantron has the British flag. I don't understand. It was hard hitting. It was really, really vicious. The Brizongo were watching from the crowd and they actually... They looked like they deserved to be champions, which I know sounds weird, but it went around Twitter a lot last weekend that, like, the way you present yourself outside of the ring is also a part of your character. And I like that they're not still dressed up as, as cops or anything goofy. They were just dressed up. They looked really, really nice, and they looked like they deserved to have those titles. So that was really good. I feel like if I didn't know Yui was going to win, I would have enjoyed it more because there were a few mo moments where I was like, Lorcan and Birch have this. But nope, instead, uh, Undisputed Era get it very suddenly off of, I think it was a high knee. And yeah, they're the new, uh, new number one contenders. Then we get an update on Finn Balor. And basically it's... We're going to give him a couple weeks to heal because we just can't have someone drop the title again. Like, that's literally what it sounded like. Regal's like, I'm going to give him a few weeks. I'm like, no, no, you just don't want another person to drop the title. So now uh, we get a promo from Ember. And basically, Shay says, when I was cleared, I knew I was coming to NXT. And I love this because it put over the women's division very strongly like ember was like i want to face everyone i want to face Rhea. i want to face candace i want to face shotzi i want to face everybody and i loved the gist of the promo which is i want to earn my opportunity at this title i want to earn it i want to go through everyone in my division and then end at eo and i like that that's refreshing that you know the brand new toy of nxt doesn't automatically get a title shot she wants to work her way to it so that was really awesome i like that a lot uh, up next jake atlas takes on ashanti adonis baby i fucking love ashanti adonis just 
put him with Swerve, give them Stokely as their manager. It's phenomenal. Uh, uh, the only problem with this match is it was just so damn short. Like, Wild and Mendoza come out because, of course, Ashanti helped Swerve at the pay-per-view, so they're trying to get some revenge. Wild and Mendoza interrupt. Atlas wins by a roll-up. Really gross, real early, and then, of course, Wild and Mendoza beat down Ashanti until Atlas makes the save, and then Escobar comes out to join the rest of Legato, Legato del Fantasma, and then, out of nowhere, Swerve comes out, evens the nods, and it happened. This was certainly something that happened. Uh, I'm excited, I like Ashanti, and I like I like all the people, but, like, I want them to move on. I want them to do something new. I love Swerve, and he's put on classics against Escobar. Let someone else go. Let someone else have a hand. So now uh, we get a promo from the Gargano family. Candice is entering a match later tonight against Shotzi Blackheart. This is basically, hey, this is what the rest of the show is. That's all this promo was. So Candice is facing Shotzi to become number one contender to the uh, women's title. And then Gargano is facing fucking austin theory great and then they end by saying it's our destiny to become champions because they're still focused on being the first ever husband and wife nxt champions which i really hope they do because that's such a sweet storyline now we get fucking theory versus gargano i've said my piece on theory but I did like the story of this match. Gargano basically said, I'm going to teach Austin Theory what wrestling is. And that's what the plot of the match was. Theory kept getting too egotistical, allowing Johnny to come back with arm drags and chops, basic moves, but they were still getting over Austin. It was very, very good. This was a match that reminded me of how great of a wrestler Johnny Gargano was. He didn't heal it up. It kind of, he took a veteran role, which was really, really interesting to see. And it was interesting as it went on, they would revisit spots from earlier in the match and show how they had learned. It was really, really fun. Theory almost had a big upset near the end, but then Gargano hits one final beat uh, for the victory. And the, Man, that I never realized how much setup one final beat takes. But like Gargano knocked Austin down, then he had to drag him to the ropes, then he had to get over the ropes, then he had to wait for Theory to get up. It's a, it's one of those moves that I love, but I kind of wish that he he hit it more sparingly, like only when the opportunity presented itself, not trying to set up for it. But yeah, it was a good match, um, which sucks because it had Austin Theory in it. Now Raquel Gonzalez cuts a very generic heel promo against Rhea Ripley, and then fucking Rhea just decks around the corner like, are you talking about me? Like, literally, it was fucking, it was unintentionally hilarious as Rhea just comes around the corner, rushes Raquel, and we get a pull-apart brawl. My favorite thing in wrestling that there's been so many of lately, and it's definitely not oversaturating. So now we get Shotzi versus Candice. Shotzi came out with a fucking sandworm from Beetlejuice on her tank because she rules. I was excited for this, and I'm happy that they did not disappoint. It was high-flying. It had a lot of fun shit. And I realized, like, the beauty of Shotzi's character is because she is the quote-unquote weirdo, it allows her to take more risks, which leads to more fun and innovative spots. It allows her to think more. It allows her to do more, uh, take more risks in the ring with her in-ring work, and that leads to a better match. And that's why, like, this was my match of the night. And, of course, it ends when Candice rushes out of the ring, uh, escapes Shotzi, and then feels someone grab her hand, and it is Indy Hartwell, 
who gives Candace brass knuckles that she decks Shotzi with. Pinfall, one, two, three. So we're continuing the Indy Hartwell helping Candace storyline. We still don't know why. It's really intriguing. It's really, really fun. Like, NXT's got a lot of uh, intriguing storylines lately. And this was a phenomenal match. This was a match of the night. I wish I could gush about it more. But like I said, it's late at night and I've already forgotten because I had to record Fight Boys before this. Now we get a segment between Maverick and Dane. Uh, this was an all right segment because they said their name would be Furry and Fury. And that made me fucking laugh so hard. And also Maverick was wearing a big trouble in little China tank top. So it was fine. These two are adorable and it's really good. And now Tony Storm is back. You hear what I just said? You hear how I said that? That is more gravitas than NXT gave the return of Tony Storm. Because Aaliyah's in the ring, Robert Stone cuts a Robert Stone promo, and then they're just like, yo, Tony's here! Like, the most I had heard before this is Tony Storm will be in action. Never announcing the match, never saying anything, just like, she will be fighting. And just to have her show up randomly with no fanfare, no promotion, it kind of sucked. It's like getting an unwrapped Christmas gift that was thrown on the kitchen table. You're like, okay, I kind of wish you had thought more about how you were going to give this to me instead of just having her come out. And this was supposed to be a squash. To put Tony over, but Aaliyah got in just so much offense. Like it, it was a very last minute victory for Tony. She didn't look as strong as they were wanting coming out of this. And I understand they want to make sure Aaliyah stays strong too, not like Aaliyah's a squash monster, but like you could have done more. But they didn't, which is disappointing because I was really excited to see Tony Storm come back. I was excited to have, like, think about Ember. Ember came back and was immediately uh, facing two of the top heels in Dakota and Raquel alongside one of the top baby faces in Rhea. Became a part of that storyline between Rhea and Raquel. Meanwhile, Tony just gets a short little crap match against Aaliyah. It it was a little bit disappointing. Uh, So now they interview Regal. He announces that Candice is going to be facing Io at Halloween Havoc, and Ripley is going to finally get her hands on Raquel Gonzalez. And during this, uh, Zia Lee and Boa interrupt. And basically Zia, and this was what was interesting to me, Zia was very emotional saying, "I, I need a match. I need a match next week. Please, Mr. Regal. And he's like, I will consider it. No, you don't understand. I need this match, which makes the letter that Boa gave her last week all the more interesting. Like, I'm I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. So now we get Imperium versus Furry and Fury, Maverick and Dane. Uh, I love that Dane still hates the music. I love that. I I, I love that this storyline now has basically become Dane using Maverick as a living weapon, not a partner, and it's actually starting to feel it as a team. Like, they're starting to work a little bit better together. Like, at one point, Maverick was calling for a tag, and Dane said, okay. And then Maverick got a solid hot tag off of it. Maverick did some vicious work, and then ended up getting pinned. Uh, which I like. I like that they're not going to pull a uh, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino thing where they, they may be unlikely but they still manage to win every week no that that's not how that would work they would still lose and part of me was like is Dane gonna turn on Maverick or what but instead Everrise came out and attacked Maverick basically saying like ha you're all here alone you're alone and then Maverick clotheslines both of them stare or I'm sorry Dane clotheslines both of them stares down Maverick and says nobody hits you 
but me. And it was a real sweet evolution to this storyline of it's almost like uh, one of my favorite storylines in comics was with Doc Ock and Spider-Man. Doc Ock saved Spider-Man numerous times because he was going to be the one to kill Spider-Man. No one else. And I love that that's how Dane is now. He's like, I'm the only one who gets to beat the shit out of you. And that's what leads to their success. So I'm excited for that. And I was not excited for the main event. And wow, I'm looking at my time. I really did breeze through this show, huh? And it is the main event. It's Loomis versus Priest. Two guys with characters I like that have rough in-ring work. This should be fun. The uh, the title is on the line. I kind of was confused how Loomis earned this match. It kind of came out of left field. I know uh, like Priest's whole thing now is I will fight anybody. So I guess Loomis just asked for this. And yeah, it's the same story that these guys have had the whole time, which is their their in-ring work does not match their character. Like, if you looked at when Bray Wyatt debuted in WWE, his moveset fit his character. It was creepy, it was eerie, it, melt, it made you feel on edge. Like, he, he never went for, like, a, a collar and elbow tie-up, because that wouldn't make sense for him. But in this case, like, Loomis is kipping up for some reason. Uh, Priest hits... Uh, this was actually really good. Priest hit an old-school crossbody, so he walked with the hand and hit the crossbody. That was nice. Um, honestly, I thought he was going to win after he'd put Loomis in the ankle lock, because I thought this could be creative. It could be like when uh, when Moxley wins with the bulldog choke. It's, wait, that's not his finisher, but he's still winning. That's intriguing. Uh, but no, instead... Loomis gets out of the ankle lock and then Cameron Grimes, baby! Cameron Grimes comes up, uh, hits the uh, the cave-in on Loomis. And my favorite part about this is his hat fell in the ring and he Indiana Jonesed it before the ref could see it. He leapt into the ring and was like, no, you ain't gonna see me, and then pulled it out. So that was great. Priest wins, thanks to Cameron. Uh, it was... Uh, it was what happened. It was what it was. This match was what it was. I gave it a three out of five because honestly, after a while, they were starting to impress me as wrestlers. Like I, I, I can riff on the fact that it doesn't fit their characters all day, but it was still fun. A lot of the shit they were doing. Uh, but then after the match, uh, Grimes beats down Loomis. Priest makes the save at the last minute and then delivers the quote of the night as he looks at the camera as he's walking up to the stage and he goes, hey, come here, come here. No, no, stay with me. I got something to show you. It's going to be sweet. As he goes to do his fucking dumb bow and arrow thing. I love that big dumb asshole as he's just like, it's real cool. I got an invisible bow and arrow. Fuck yeah. Clip. Boom. Uh, So then. The Garganos give a sneak attack, they beat down Priest, beat him all the way down, and then I loved fucking Regal came from the back and snuck up on them. It was like, uh, guys, you proud of yourself of what you're doing right now? And Johnny at first was like, I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? I am proud. And so then he says, well, you will both have matches at Halloween Havoc. Candace faces Eo, and then Johnny will face Priest. But... There's added stakes, which will be informed by the uh, the host of Halloween Havoc. And it cuts to Shotzi on this massive stage with smoke billowing all around her. It just cuts a fun, spooky promo. Spin the wheel, make the deal! <laughs> and then, oh god, it was so good. It was very, very good. And like, 
it took this end segment, the like match slash segment from a three out of five to a four out of five. Like that whole ending was great from fucking it's gonna be sweet bow and arrow to Regal spooking the Garganos to Shotzi. It was a great ending to the show. And now I just I guess three out of five. I guess that it's on par with AEW uh, this week is basically what I'd say. Like at first I thought it did actually beat AEW because it did have some good matches. But no, no, I'm sorry. It was it was a rough show all along and there was nothing that memorable about it. Hence why this is a 17 minute review. So, yeah, three out of five. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I know some people actually did uh, enjoy this episode. So let me know on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Join us on Patreon so you can get access to our discord where we watch wrestling live every monday wednesday thursday friday and you can get that at patreon.com slash a load of bs and as always remember to follow us on twitter at fight boy show because when you're a fight boy you're a fight boy for life <laughs> <laughs>